Welcome to Tough Cookie Talks. I'm your host, Jenna Josephowski, but you can call me Jenna J. I'm a semi-retired professional dancer, dance teacher and yoga teacher, turned certified personal trainer and kettlebell instructor who helps active women learn to lift and get strong with equal parts challenge and compassion. After years of working in the fitness industry, I got sick and tired of watching people, including myself, run themselves into the ground trying to uphold the narrow-minded image of what our culture sees as healthy and fit. But instead of giving it all up, I decided that I'd rather change the game, call out the BS, extract the good, and help others learn to use movement as a way to build themselves up rather than tear themselves down. On this podcast, we'll explore the intersection of fitness and anti-diet culture and all the gray areas in between. We'll let go of shoulds and judgment and dig into tough conversations with curiosity. Things get pretty spicy around here. So grab your headphones and let's do this. Hey friends, welcome to episode 11 of Tough Cookie Talks. Today we're going to have a conversation about aesthetic fitness goals and particularly why I, number one, no longer coach intentional fat loss. And to kind of go along with that, why I don't blame you if you have aesthetic goals and some things to consider if you do have an aesthetic fitness goal. Because I often just kind of make this blanket statement that like, oh, well, I don't coach intentional fat loss and that's problematic. And today I want to talk a little bit more about why and what I actually think might be more effective for most of us moving forward. So a while back, I was working out at the gym where I actually also happened to be a personal trainer. And I overheard a conversation between two of my male coworkers. And one of them made the observation that whenever he sees women working out on their own, or whenever he trains female clients, that all they ever seem to want to do is butt exercises, as he would put it. All they wanted to do was lower body exercises. And immediately my response was to want to chime in and be like, not me, I do other stuff. But I thought about this for a few seconds and then I was like, you know what? Of course they do. Like, of course that's what your female clients want. It is what society wants. That's often what is expected and what is trendy right now. It is what is socially acceptable. It is what we feel we need to be do to be liked. (laughs) And it was funny because this guy was like, whoa, shit just got deep. (laughs) And it did. And truthfully, like I hate to be the person to rain on people's parade. And I think that's something that I do a lot, but it's something that I want more of us to consider especially when it comes to having aesthetic goals. Because working in the fitness industry, I don't think that there's a day goes by that I do not hear somebody make a mention of something like their goal weight, the fact that they want to get toned, that they want to like get rid of this as they, you know, point at and poke at a certain body part, or the fact that they feel like they can't wear that. I can't I can't wear a bikini. I can't wear a sports bra. I can't wear that tank top. I can't wear whatever article of clothing it is, or talking about how quote unquote bad they are for eating this food. 
it's so rampant. And as much as I think that this kind of talk is a part of a larger problem, of course people feel that way. Of course you feel that way. And this might come as a surprise to some people, especially given all the things that I talk about. But the truth is, if I had more time and also maybe felt like going down that hole in the moments that I heard these things, I would go on a rant about how weight loss is not always inherently good or how much I hate the idea of bikini season and how we need to get ready for it or the fact that you're a grown adult and can eat whatever you want. I mean, I guess that's what my podcast is for. I guess that's the purpose that my Instagram and my blog often serve. But I don't always, in the middle of my day, just want shit to get deep. Like that one trainer said. I don't think people necessarily always want that. And the other truth of the matter is that when I hear this stuff, I empathize. I feel you when you wish that you could change your body. I see you. And I would be a liar if I said that I never had flickers of those feelings sometimes too. We live in a society that respects and rewards you when you look a certain way. Often thin, visible muscle definition, bonus points if you have a booty. It unfortunately also means that you are often white, young, cisgender, able-bodied, straight, etc., etc. I can't mention this enough. And so when the ideal is so narrow and so rewarded, it's easy to see why many of us are chasing that. At the end of the day, I think what most of us want is to be seen to be heard, to be respected, and to be liked. And because of this, we're often willing to do whatever it might take to achieve that. And I don't blame you for having an aesthetic goal or wanting to change your body. And before you go all in with it, before you go all in with pursuing it, there are a few questions that you might want to ask yourself. So this might be a good moment to get out like a pen and paper or the notes on your phone um, or whatever and write some of this down because these are things that you might need to marinate on a little bit. There are some things that you might need some time to process one at a time. You might need to do some journaling on them, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, so rather than simply coaching somebody to achieve fat loss, when they come to work with me. These are some of the questions that I encourage my clients to dig deeper with. So how do you think you would feel if you accomplished this goal? And to go along with that, are there other things in your life that might help you achieve that same feeling? And if yes, what are they? Let's start right there. How do you think you'd feel if you accomplished this aesthetic goal? Next one. 
if your goal is related to a specific number, so this is a goal weight, a goal clothing size, BMI, which is another garbage system that we can talk about another day, but I digress. Body fat percentage, for example. Where did you come up with this number? Where did you get it? Where did you hear it? And what made you decide that that was the number that you needed to be at? And then based on how you naturally exist in the world, how realistic do you think this number is for you? Next one. What would you have to do or what would you have to change about the way that you live your life to accomplish this goal? And would those behaviors be health promoting and sustainable? This is one where you might actually have to talk to the professional that you're working with and get some honest information because when when we see, for example, like fitness photos, fitness models, and we look at these images and we're like, oh, I really want to look like that. Do you know what it would actually take to accomplish that look? Have you ever talked to anybody who did accomplish that look? Get curious about what behaviors are required to achieve these things because in many cases, they're not always health promoting and sustainable. Next one. What is your reason for wanting to pursue this goal? Is it about health? And if so, is making an aesthetic change the best way to go about improving your whole health? Or maybe it's about something else. But get curious because something that I hear from people a lot is that I need to lose weight for my health. But then we actually look at their health and other markers of health, for example, like their blood pressure or their blood sugar, um, you know, other blood work that they have had taken, different things like that are actually really good for them and quite healthy. So pay attention because the best way to improve your health might actually not be in aesthetics, it might be in some different behavior changes. Get curious about it. Next one. This is a really big one. And this is one of the big reasons that I push back against intentional fat loss a lot. Who are you doing it for? If you think that you're doing it for yourself, dig a little deeper and ask yourself what people corporations, industries, systems are benefiting from this change that you are trying to make. And the truth of the matter is some of us would be treated better in society if we were in smaller bodies because weight stigma is real. A lot of times, and I get this, when a person wants to lose weight, It's because society is treating them like garbage and shaming them at their current size. But get curious about where you're getting this message from. Because sometimes you think you're doing it for yourself, 
But actually it's because you got this message from some sort of advertising or something that you saw somewhere that made you to believe that this would make you a better person. And that's not necessarily always the case. Here's another one. What are your beliefs about weight and health and fitness? Dig into this. What do you believe about these three things in correlation with each other? And then can you think of any examples of people who are breaking stereotypes in these areas? If you're having trouble with this, hit me up. I would be happy to share these with you or give you some other examples because this is not what we are commonly shown, but I can think of plenty, plenty of people who are breaking these stereotypes. It's not all necessarily true and it's not all necessarily shown. And if you're thinking about this in relationship to why you maybe want to wear a specific type of clothing, eat a certain food, or do something that you really want to do, who or what made you think and feel that you couldn't already do that at your current shape and size? Ask yourself why. And then ask yourself again, who, what made you feel and think that way? Where did you get these ideas from and are they true? Are there influences in your life? So real life relationships, uh, relationships with things that you see in the media or things that you see in society that are making you feel pressured to change and how might things be different if you didn't have these influences? Take away all of the people and the things telling you who and what you should be. If those were not the case, would you still feel this way? That might be a tricky one to figure out, but do think about it. Next one is a good one. Have you ever accomplished a goal like this in the past? And what did you have to do to get there? And how did you actually feel while you were doing this? This one might not necessarily be the case for all of us. Maybe you've never accomplished an aesthetic goal in the past. But if you have and you look back, you may realize and this was definitely the case for me looking at the past through rose colored glasses, that the things that I was doing in my life when I looked this particular way didn't actually feel good to me. Really not the way that I thought they would make me feel at all. And then the last one is, is there anything in your life that you might be avoiding or procrastinating by pursuing this goal? What will you not have time to focus on when you're working towards this? Because the truth of the matter is we all only have so much time in our lives to do so many things. Sometimes we're led to believe that like we can do all of it. You know what I mean? You can like be great at your job and a great parent and have like a wonderful social life and then also like have this picture perfect, you know, body and spotless nutrition and Instagrammable meals. You can't do it all. 
what will you not have time to focus on if you're working towards this aesthetic goal? And here's the thing. I'm not going to tell you the right answers to these questions. There's no right answer. The right answer is going to be different for every single person. But I do think that they're worth asking. And sometimes that can be really uncomfortable and lead us to very deep realizations. But when we're given the alternative, which is just to, you know, coming back to the beginning, just unquestioningly accept the current beauty standards and perceptions of what we mean to be healthy and fit, we owe it to ourselves and we owe it to our clients, those of us that are fitness professionals, to dig deeper on this stuff. So to wrap it up with a nice tight little bow, I want to talk about why I prefer to ask these questions as opposed to automatically coaching intentional fat loss. Because I don't necessarily think that losing weight is a bad thing. I've said this before on one of my earlier episodes. I probably won't be able to say it enough. Sometimes when we pursue health promoting behaviors, we lose weight. Sometimes when we pursue health promoting behaviors, we gain weight. And sometimes when we pursue health promoting behaviors, nothing happens with our body shape and size at all. It's all context dependent and it starts from where you are coming from in the first place. And so when I work with clients, I refuse to guarantee that any particular thing will happen with your body. We just don't know how that's going to pan out. And that doesn't mean that if you don't lose weight, that you aren't getting healthier in the process, that you're not improving other aspects of your fitness, that you're not improving other aspects of your life. And so I refuse to focus solely on this arbitrary measure. The truth of the matter is your body is going to do what it's going to do when you're taking the best care of it. And that's what I'm here to focus on to help you figure out how to take the best care of your whole health, not just physical, but like looking at the whole big picture so that you can feel the way that you want to feel in your life. And when we don't go deep with this, and we just take it at face value, like, oh, well, all my female clients just want to do butt exercises. So we're just going to do butt exercises so that, you know, we can get them the booty of their dreams because that's what they said they wanted. But that's really kind of a disservice because there's a lot more to it than that. And so it's quite possible that our clients may come to us, that my client might come to me and say, hey, I want to grow a booty, but then we actually go through all the things that we need to do and somehow manage to achieve that and realize that that's not what they wanted at all because it's not helping them to feel the way that they want to feel. They thought 
that losing weight or growing a booty or whatever would make them feel more loved, more accepted, more healthy, more energized, more accomplished, more worthy. Like we could go down this list of traits and feelings and sensations for days and days because that's what we've been led to believe is associated or comes with having a body of a certain shape and size. And that's not necessarily the truth. So again, it's quite possible to achieve these aesthetic goals and realize you're not feeling any better than you were when you first came through the door. And in that case, I'm not doing my job. If we're not digging a little bit deeper here, I think we can all relate to this and we can all look back probably to a period in our lives when we like thought we looked like garbage, you know, or I I hate to, I hate to say this. And this is another conversation for another whole episode, perhaps where we're like, oh, I felt so fat at this point in my life. But then looking back in retrospect, you're like, God, I looked amazing. And we don't necessarily see that because in many cases, it is about so much more than aesthetics. It is about so much more than weight, than body fat percentage, than a number. And that's something that can't be shown in a photograph. It doesn't show up in a before and after photo. You can't know that. And so to those of you, to those of you listeners who are the consumers of fitness, who are starting to wake up to this idea of diet culture and how it's harming you, and you still have aesthetic goals and are feeling a little bit guilty about it, stop it. Don't feel guilty. It is not your fault. It is the message that you're receiving. Of course you want that. And take yourself back through this. Ask yourself these tough questions and hopefully you'll be able to uncover some feelings that you want to have and some things you want to be able to accomplish in your life. And then let's approach those things because those things are a more direct approach. Those are things, those are outcomes that we have a little bit more control over because we have far more control over actions and behaviors than we do in controlling the outcome. So I guess to rephrase that, when we focus on actions and behaviors, we're more likely to be able to reach our goals and feel more satisfied by the results that we do get. When we focus on an outcome like a specific look, like aesthetics, like weight loss, like a body fat percentage, like a clothing size, whatever, it's really hard to control that outcome. Actions are where it's at. Actions are going to help you accomplish that. And feelings are, I think in many cases, what most of us are chasing when we're chasing an aesthetic goal. And then additionally, for my fellow fitness professionals that are listening to this right now, Take some of this into consideration. I would encourage you to also 
ask your clients these questions, even if you are in a place where you're not really sure how you feel about this whole intentional fat loss thing. Because one of the things that I have noticed over many years of doing this is that a lot of my clients really enjoy this approach without even realizing that that's what they were getting in the first place. Um, I think it's helped for many of my clients to stick with me over the years and to be able to find sustainable fitness routines for themselves and to be able to find a deeper why that is tied to their values rather than a societal expectation. So I think that's all I have to say about this. For the moment, there's a lot more to unpack here. And I think there's a lot more work to be done in the fitness industry at large and on a societal level to challenge the assumptions that we have about weight and health and the stigmatizing ways that we treat people who don't meet those arbitrary beauty standards and aesthetics that the fitness industry leads us to believe are the picture of health and fitness. I will leave you with one more thing. This is something that I actually said to one of my clients the other day, and I want to encourage you to carry this question with you, if nothing else, the next time you are in a fitness setting. As a participant, this client said to me as she looked around the room, Everybody else here just seems like they're so fit. And I was like, are they actually? Or do they just look like the picture of quote unquote fitness as it's been sold to us? Chew on that for a little bit. Oh, and one more thing that I want to add before we let this go You've probably heard my online group coaching program, Tough Love Strength Club, is going to be opening for enrollment. In fact, as I'm recording this, the waitlist is currently up right now. I will link to information and the waitlist for that program in the show notes, so be sure to check that out. If you liked these questions as they came up and want a coach that helps you explore these things so that you can continue to improve the way that you look at fitness, the way that you look at your own health and fitness, and start to pursue it in a more meaningful way that is aligned with your values and helps you to achieve the sorts of ways that you want to feel in your life and move about the world, I would encourage you to check out that program. I also want to remind you that it's okay if you're still trying to figure this stuff out and that it is possible to show yourself this kind of compassion and curiosity while also challenging yourself physically and learning new ways to approach fitness from a place that's truly aligned with your values instead of bullshit societal standards. So again, all the info for Tough Love Strength Club is in the show notes. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we will talk soon. Thanks again for tuning into Tough Cookie Talks. I'm so glad you're here. If you want to learn more about me and how we can work together, visit my website, itsjennaj.com or follow and tag me on Instagram at itsjennaj. I would love to hear from you. 
If you liked this episode and wanna hear more, make sure that you click subscribe and follow along so that you don't miss a single show. Then take a moment and leave me a five-star rating and review so we can help this podcast and this message reach even more people. Have a great week and we'll talk soon.